to episode nine of the Traditional Legends podcast, the podcast series where we talk about the history behind myths and legends. I'm Brandy, and I'm with John at Boxwood House in snowy Romney, West Virginia. Yeah, definitely. And uh, <laughs> um, in today's episode, we'll be talking about our trip to the Caymans, because what not, why not, you know, talk about a trip to a warm environment. Mm. On uh, on the Christmas uh, season here, oh, it was glorious. Yep. So we went uh, we went for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it, it was it was quite a uh, quite an event. Well, because, you know, uh, when when it's been in the 30s, yep, and uh, the opportunity comes along to go to a beautiful tropical island, who says no? I know, right? And. Uh, it was it was quite festive with the uh, with the the holiday sh- <laughs> the holiday travel. It was insane because <laughs> I I know when uh, when we made that change over there in mm-hmm. uh, uh, was it Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte going yeah, down there. Yeah. It was just madhouse. It was insane. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was in Home Alone. You know, where's <laughs> it? Did it did it yeah. looked like the the um, the airport? Yep. Yep. From Home Alone, and of course the trees were already up. And but here's the thing: people were so stinking happy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, you know the the one the the one thing that I remember the most, even when we landed and we saw the chickens, <laughs> <laughs> that was like, there's chickens out here. What are they doing? <laughs> I had no idea. That Grand Cayman had a feral chicken population. Yes, it uh, <laughs> definitely surprising, especially in the hotel area and the pool. And it was they were all over the place. It was Everywhere insane. we went, you heard. Yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. Yeah, but I mean, I sleep with ear pods in. And then you sleep with your fans, so... Yeah, we had no while, problem. While our companions were complaining about it, we went, what? You're hearing the chickens are waking you up, <laughs> huh? I had no idea. Yep, yep. Yeah, even laying around at the pool, they're just kind of casually strutting. Like, hey, how's it going? That was We're, that was we're just hilarious. here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Caymans, Cayman's beautiful, beautiful little island. About the size of Rhode Island, <laughs> um, you can you could drive across it in a half hour. Mm-hmm. It was uh, very very interesting. Um, but driving, yes, you can drive across it, but you're driving on the other side of the road. Yes, yes. That was a little trippy, and there's not a lot of traffic lights, so there are roundabouts. And uh, working in tandem, it was cool. I pointed, and he went that direction. <laughs> But uh, yeah, to, to talk about that, um, we one of the main missions that we had was to go find Duppy Turn, and uh, <laughs> you know we saw we saw one little website that talked about it, mm-hmm. and we went down that way. We were there in that area for a good uh, for four, a while. Yeah. But what was so funny? Our first two days there, we kept we talked to the locals, and everyone went hmm. I don't know anything about a duppy turn. I've yeah. never heard of the duppy. What is it? And I'm thinking, y'all are the locals. 
You're supposed to tell me all about it. But nobody knew. Nobody. And then after a while, you know, we we got a few people. We went, yeah, you're going to have to talk to the old timers. Or or go when they're having... um, Story time. Story time. Story time on the beach. Yeah, that was... Yeah. That's pretty wild. Nobody had heard of it. No one knew what we were talking about. <laughs> Even the locals, like we're talking like on the street itself, mm-hmm. on that road, in the in those in the village right next to where it was supposed to be, oh, had yeah. no clue. Because we, we talked to a about two or three people and we asked and they literally one person said, "Yeah, I try. I drive by it all the time. Let me show you." Took us out there, and it wasn't around. Not even a sign. Right, we could not find the sign. But there was a lot of construction in the area, and what we learned was that if the sign got damaged, or they were building something, then they would uh, take the sign down. They would just remove it. But or then, even or even in hurricanes. You right. Know, you right. got hurricanes that went through. Yeah. But that leads to the question of what exactly is a duppy? Yeah, so um what I found is is you know there's there's other alternative forms. There's a duppy and there's duffy. But um the uh the uh, it comes from eighteenth century Jamaica, uh from the, the Bube. Or B U B E, which is the dupe or the ghost, Ooh. in uh, in, uh, in Jamaican folklore. Interesting, interesting, so that's cool. and it also takes different forms. It's it's kind of a malevolent yep. spirit because essentially the the folklore belief is that we are born with two souls. When we die, one goes to heaven. But if we die in a tragic way, say murdered by pirates, for example, then the other soul would stay and become a duppy, which would, in essence, um, terrorize the living. And even, even some forms, like we're talking everything from a dog to mm-hmm. a a. a like some sort of cow. Right. It, it, there's, there's a number of different stories. There's a legend of the rolling or roaring calf. And uh, so basically murderers and butchers become ro- roaring calves when they die. So folklorist McEdward Leach, he said that butchers were likely to become calves after death especially those who, quote, unquote, give short weight. In other words, butchers that are going to cheat you. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. And then, you know, the the calf being butcher, cat, yeah. Exactly. But here's what's funny. Here in America, we're thinking calf, cow. Yeah. It's actually a black and white goat. Interesting. And it has blazing eyes. It's black feet are those of a goat but the front is one human foot and one horse's hoof and has a collar around its neck and on the collar is a chain and it drags along the ground so 
imagine you're out at night and you hear the sound of a chain dragging on the ground. So, and that, and that's when travelers are most likely to encounter the roaring calf. It's at night and it's going to chase you down and try to kill you with its hot breath, like breathing fire. What is it with breath? Like I, I actually found, I actually found another story of the three-footed horse, and uh, it was a duppy, mm-hmm. which uh, appears as a form of a horse with one foreleg and two back legs, and this horse would gallop through the moonlight faster than you know a living steed, and its breath is fatal to anyone whom it falls for, as well as if you did manage to scare this three-footed horse away, but return to the same spot, you can actually you can actually feel and smell the the blow bad breath upon you. Ew. It's like That's... what maybe they had a problem with breath. <laughs> well, okay. We both know it's hot. H O T hot. And especially oh, yeah. in the summertime, it's gonna be hot at night. Now a long, long time ago, there used to be a very serious mosquito problem uh, yeah. down yep. in Grand Cayman. Um, and what would happen is it was so bad that livestock would actually smother in the night because mosquitoes would clog up their nasal passages. Mm. So I'm wondering if that has something to do with you know, you think about it, you're out at night, you could end up suffocating, you know, taking that breath from you. Wow. So I wonder if that plays into the folklore of yeah. the of the duppy. And mind you, it's coming from Jamaica. It's also coming from the African communities. You know, this is coming from places where traditionally it's hot. And to put it in context, um, the Caymans... <clears throat> small island off the coast of uh, Cuba. Mm-hmm. And um, within that whole island chain there, it's it's not that far away. It's probably about two or three hour boat ride. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can fly here and there. But, right. you know, when these, when these actual stories would come about, mm-hmm. there were the age of the pirates and, and sailing. Oh, and yes. Everything else. So it would only take probably two hours to get over to another island probably you know, within that that area and realistically the first real inhabitants of these islands were pirates yeah and they were called the tortugas back tortugas. then because of the turtle population yep now they became known as the caimans because of snap those jaws mm-hmm. the caiman crocodiles the crocodiles yep yeah so, and because between the caimans, the poisonous snakes, and the mosquitoes. So that that's funny that you mentioned poisonous snakes because I didn't see a damn snake around. Thank God. Maybe <laughs> it was the feral chickens that yeah. kept the snakes yeah. at bay. You, I don't you have know. you have the baby uh, the baby um, snakes. They could be good worms. This is true for the chickens. And see the whole thing with the chickens. Again, we're on an island. So way, way back, people commonly kept chickens, you know, for meat, for eggs, for protein, because there weren't stores where you're going to get this. 
Well, as society evolved and stores started coming to the island, that was when, well, people didn't eat their chickens anymore. So they just let them go. Yeah, when you get chickens, when you get chickens hanging out of a chicken place, just hanging out there, (laughs) it, 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 yeah, you could tell that they have a, a chicken problem. Yes. So, so yes. Uh, you know, did we find Duppy Turn? Nope. No. <laughs> we drove and we drove and we went back and we went forth. Yeah, I think. And uh, we talked to everyone and. Took about an hour, maybe an hour and a half till we got. Yeah. Just We just got tired of it. Well, it was also 90 degrees by yeah. that point. And the sun, and yeah. It was just before lunch. And as John said, we even had a local. We were following her, and she couldn't even find the sign. Even though she drove by it every single day, she couldn't find it. Personally, I think the duppy stole it. Yep. So that way. Yeah, I think I think there was some sort of uh, divine power that said, "No, you're not gonna you're not gonna check out this area. You're not gonna be around here because you know <laughs> we're protecting power. you." D- divine power. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, we didn't find the duppy, but we found hell. Yeah, we found hell. Yes, we yes. did. Um, it was only about a football field long. So, oh, it uh, was so cute. It was yep. so cute. And and you can see that on our uh, YouTube, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we, we actually were able to splice it all together and put it together. So mm-hmm. We did a little recording there. It is the only place on the island that has these uh, limestone rocks that come up out of the ground and it looks like a hell type landscape. Yeah, it, it looks like lava. It, it looks does. like some sort it of like lava esque platform about the size of a football field. Mm-hmm. It's even got a little stream in the back there. It looked it looked mm-hmm. cute. Um but uh yeah it, it it looked like hell. Well hell. Yeah. Exactly. And there's there's the sweetest little sweetest little red gift shop there welcome to hell yay and the owner of it he dresses up as a handsome devil and he he takes pictures with the tourist and he just absolutely loves it come to find out he married a wonderful lady from almost heaven west virginia (laughs) and she went to hell and find herself a handsome devil and she stayed yep yep so uh so other adventures um, or other stories that we've come mm-hmm. across. Yes, we did find a few stories while we were down there, a few people that were that were sharing it. I think it was our very last day. We were talking to the hotel staff. We were speaking with Shiro, who is a wonderful lady. And uh, her co-worker, she asked him if he had ever heard of the duppy. Finally, our last stinking day. He got that knowing look and went, oh, and then kind of looked at us like, why are you looking for that? <laughs> so it was at that point that finally, our very last day, after almost a week there, we started getting recognition more intel of and, and getting yeah. more intel and finding out more legends. So I look forward to going back. Hint. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so there, there was a story of a uh, an old hag, and it's called Old um, and it's a supernatural character found in Caribbean folklore that it kind of reminds me of a vampire 
where oh. it would uh, seek out babies and suck their blood. Neat. But uh, yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, and and this woman uh, would change into a ball of fire at night and fly around. So that goes back to the yeah. whole orb thing, you know. Yeah, but that also goes back to the blazing eyes of the roaring calf. Yep. And things like that, you know, like the the heat, the hot breath, you know. But interestingly, there's another legend that woohoo finally is pretty different. It's the River Muma or Mama, M U M M A, and it comes from African and Caribbean folklore. And it involves a mermaid figure. Oh, okay. And uh, she's a river mama. So on the one hand, if you see her, she can um, inspire love and adoration. But then some people get super frightened of her. Hmm. And uh, so what she does is... uh, she appears and she'll be sitting on a rock in the middle of the flowing water and she'll be combing her hair with a golden comb. So if someone sees her and they get greedy and take her comb, then she appears and she'll drag them down to their watery death. But if you're not greedy, you leave her alone, you leave the comb alone, peace out, See ya. Then she sends great luck and fortune your way. That's cool. Yeah. That that puts a whole new spin to the mermaid thing. Exactly. Well, oh, mermaids weren't always these beautiful creatures. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they were more likely to, well, drag you to, to your watery death. You know, I mean, even if you think about the siren song, yep. they would lure in sailors. And then once the sailors went, oh, my gosh it's a beautiful woman you know they drag them down so that was so the whole pirates of the caribbean scene was uh oh (laughs) absolutely well i mean it this is where the pirates were so they took these traditional folklore from primarily primarily those that came from africa Mm -hmm. and brought their folklore with them and this is where all this came up with and come on don't you think it would be advantageous for a pirate to utilize this folklore Uh scare people away oh yeah that's part of the story of the duppy the whole thing was a pirate would kill a native just so their duppy or evil spirit would stay and guard the treasure protect her treasure and as a matter of fact on cayman brack one of the smaller islands Blackbeard's treasure is supposed to be hidden somewhere in the back of a cave. And let me tell you, I want to go back <laughs> and I want to go to Cayman Brack because they, a puddle jumper across the yes, earth. they have this this skull cave. Why? Because it looks like a skull. You know, just like Peter Pan, all these pirate movies. I just want to go back and be like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. Sweet. <laughs> and uh, if y'all never hear from me again, that's probably because I found the treasure and um, I just went someplace else tropical. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We uh, we buy a mansion in the on a on a uh, island and you know there you go. Do that whole like villain thing. 
<laughs> Lasers on sharks. <laughs> oh, honey, you catch the sharks. They'll be fine. <laughs> Go for it. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, it was it was a pretty nice, um, pretty nice vacation. Uh, it was uh, relaxing, and um, we got to see San Pedro. San Pedro, mm-hmm. the house of San Pedro. Yes, I think that, the house at San Pedro, something like that. Yeah, it was a historical property yes. on the island. Y'all, that place was so haunted. I know when we went into the basement, well, it was actually on the first floor. It was like the ground level. Yeah, it, it was a kitchen. Yeah. And first and foremost, I made a little friend, the cutest little kitty cat that just followed us around the house. It was awesome. But I know one the one room that I walked into, it was definitely some feelings. Like it yeah. was it just like boosh. Yeah, and I I, I walked up next to John and I do not startle easily. It, y'all, it was the middle of the day. Yeah. You yeah. know, this wasn't something at night, and there was a mannequin sitting in this room. And I swear to you, for a split second, it looked like some sort of actual deformed human. And I jumped. I it, it really startled me. And there was such an oppressive feeling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that's what it was. That's what I chalked it up to be was that, that kind of um, that we weren't alone. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of just, just stagnant energy. That's what I felt stagnant energy i felt as we got upstairs and i think if we were doing an evp at the time oh my god yes. all we would have heard was get out that yeah. was just feeling there was definitely that vibe of you were not welcome here you need to get out and here's the thing that house has people think it's cursed because the original builders of the house of Pedro St. James. That's what it is. Pedro St. James. That's it. So the original house, the people lived there for about a year and uh, their little girl died. And then I think there was um, some sort of storm, like a, a hurricane that actually destroyed a lot of the house. They left and never came back. They're like, nope, done. Other people moved in. It's burned down a couple times. So what we saw was actually a um, a recreation of it, of the original floor, floor plan. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people have considered that it's, it's a cursed place. So, yeah. which I didn't know until after the fact, when we started coming back home and I decided to look it up, I'm like, oh, no wonder. So perhaps even that uh, you don't need to be here, get out, get out, get out, get out, could have been more of a warning that, no, you need to leave because this place is cursed. Either that or um, it could have been picking up the residual energies of get out, it's on fire, you know, that type thing. Correct. Correct. And I, I will say this, the staff there are amazing. Yes. The the um, location, guys, it was paradise, absolute paradise. 
they have stray little kitties running around that they take care of. You know, they're they're nice. Oh, they were nice. And yeah. and they're gonna come up and chirp at you and just give you all kinds of snuggles and love. Yeah, they were they were well kept. Yes. Because it wasn't Absolutely. like these straggling kitties and you know mm-hmm. the, these were these were definitely well kept, well fed kits. So. Yes. Yes, definitely. And it is a gorgeous location and it's not real expensive either, unless you're gonna eat there. Yeah, yeah, definitely unless you're gonna eat there. Um but uh you know traveling there, um, you know, the the hotels, everything like that, I think I think uh, it, it, it was expensive because it was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think if you would have went on a good off-season time, yeah. it, it would definitely uh, be worth it. Well, it's also the uh, the currency rate. Yeah. We paid an American as opposed to Canadian. Yep. Which Grand Cayman, if you do not know, is a British-owned colony. Yep, British-owned colony. But they, they have a Cayman dollar. Yes. So uh, it was like a, a dollar twenty to our dollar. So right. Uh, so if you pay an American, of course you're going to be paying more. Uh, but we did find some. Um, what was it? Chicken, chicken. Oh yeah, yeah, chicken, chicken, chicken. chicken. That was our Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> That's where the chickens were hanging out in they, the front. They were hanging out in front, and I'm not going to presume to know where this restaurant got their chickens. Yep. But they were rotisserie, and they were good. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it is definitely worth Amazing. it if you go down. So, Absolutely. all right. I think that, uh, that'll that wrap up for uh, today. So so tell me, um, your blog that you just posted, that's um, the beginning of SJGR? Nope, 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 nope. nope. So um, it's going to be the case files. The beginning of NJPR, which is New oh Jersey God. Paranormal Research. These initialisms, yeah, man. Know, initialisms. But the NJPR was the predecessor to Soul Trackers. Okay. And and you, this is the case of the full-bodied apparition. Full-bodied apparition. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to spoil anything, but it was the best picture I've ever received on an investigation, um, it was it was something that was out of left field, and uh, my investigators <laughs> looked at me and said, "What do we do now?" <laughs> <laughs> because this was just an insanely apparent full-bodied apparition. Interesting. I've seen the picture. I wasn't there during the investigation. You know, this was. BB before Brandy. Yep. But I have seen the picture and it's really good. Tomorrow I will be posting my blog, The Girl's Guide to Ghost Hunting. It's just a little bit of fun, but a little bit of very practical advice. Things that I have seen women do on investigations, things I've seen women wear to investigations. <laughs> And there yeah. are reasons for certain rules, so please be sure to check that out. Maybe get a good little giggle out of that one. And next week, we will have Jimmy back here at Boxwood. Yeah, buddy. Yep, yep. Super excited. And we will be talking about blah, blah, blah. Vampires. vampires. <laughs> All right. Well, please rate, review, and subscribe to or follow the podcasts on Apple Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Brandy. And I'm John. 
Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Traditional Legends Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, have a question for Brandy or John, or a suggestion for a new podcast, email us at contact at traditionallegends.com or send us a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or directly on our website. Be kind, and thank you for listening again.